Hello, everyone. Do me a favor. You guys know the drill by now. Turn to someone. Give someone a hug. Give someone a high five. Cry. It doesn't matter. Whatever you guys want to do. Um, hey, guys. Welcome. Um, if you guys don't remember, last, um, last time I spoke, I spoke about the love of God and having that love inside of us and showing that love. And I just wanted to um, kind of like encourage you guys with a small, uh, something small that was on my heart that kind of goes even further than that. Um, uh, this week, uh, kind of where this came from, uh, I was listening to a TED Talk. This uh, woman named Taylor, if I pronounce this right, Betaloni. Betaloni. Um, she's a professor at Bowling Green University, and she started this thing called Campus Cursive. Has anybody ever heard of that? No? Okay. Well, I haven't either because we didn't have it at Ohio State or anything, but pretty much it's a group that she holds that they meet once a week and they spend the entire time writing like little like encouragement and love letters and then going the rest of the week and just spreading it out along campus, like in the libraries, wherever it is, like anywhere, just spreading it out. So people just find it. They're able to open it. It's like a small little bit of like encouragement for someone. Um, And so when I saw this, I'm like, man, that's really awesome. That's something that small, like it could potentially change someone's life. Like it could potentially sow a seed, make someone's day. Even if it makes someone smile for like one second, it was worth it. And today I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, there's, there's this um, expression that we use a lot and like my sister uses it a lot is um, how words have power whenever they're spoken. Um, and we've said that a lot. We haven't really talked about it too much, but we always talk about how we speak things into existence or how the words we say have power. And I wanted to just bring a little bit of light to that because I thought right after learning about the love of God inside of us, the next step comes like action and what we can do to show that. And I thought that would fit perfectly into this where we can understand like the power of words. I mean, we see the power of words like everywhere across the board in the Bible. We see it in the beginning of creation where God literally spoke things into existence. He spoke us into existence. He spoke the image in his likeness to like he spoke that into existence. Our identities, he spoke it. Uh, He created it with literally speaking it. And we see that um, that this wasn't just like, you know, it's God. He could have just went like that and created it all. But he saw that there was a power in, in literally speaking this world and his creation and speaking that into existence. And then we see even throughout the Bible how many times like words created, even Jesus's life, he, he healed with a few words. He, he made the blind see with a few words. He made the deaf hear, which is saying like, be healed. So the, the power of words, it's, it's quite significant. If that's not enough, there's legitimate verses that tell us about this power. In Proverbs uh, eighteen twenty one, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is the amplified version. It says, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their word. See, I think this is an amazing passage because we see two different things can happen with the power of words. It says we could bring death, or we could bring life. And we can indulge in those things, but we're going to suck, we're going to, we're going to bear the consequences based on what we choose to to say because it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and it says we get to choose and indulge it but we could choose either or speaking life into people or ultimately speaking death into people see the thing is when we understand god's love and walking in love i think the next step is understanding how to speak love into other people 
Because we could take that, we could walk in love, we can understand God's love, and we could keep it to ourselves, and nobody will ever understand that. Nobody will ever be able to um, experience that love. But it comes through our words and our actions that people understand and get to uh, get a glimpse of God's love. See, oh, whoops, Jesus, we love you. Nope, not that. One. <laughs> See, I think when we speak with love, we kind of go deeper in our walk with the Lord. I think one of the biggest ways is discipleship. When we're one-on-one with someone or when we're, um, when we're growing together as a community like this, we can love each other. But once we speak life into each other and each other's situations, we have a better understanding of what a community is and just growing all together. See, I think one of the biggest things about speaking and speaking life into people is listening first. We're always so quick to speak because we're like, oh, no, 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 let me tell you about my situation or what I'm going through. And it's a very selfish act. And we don't take the time to just listen and then choose to speak. See, I think that's a big deal because words, like we've said before, and like we covered right here, they have power. You have, you have an ability to, to encourage, to uplift someone. And just as easy, you have an ability to, to just break down someone, to plant a seed that not, not necessarily a good one, to insult, to, to condemn. Both these things are in our power, but it's just what we choose to do and walk in that's going to decide what, what comes out of those words. See, it even says in Proverbs 18.21, it says, you have the power of death in your words as well, and you will bear those consequences. See, just like we have an ability to plant a good seed in people, I believe that it will grow, that you can disciple them, that you can pour love into them, and it'll turn into something amazing that God will work on. But at the same exact time, I believe you can plant a bad seed in people. You could say one thing insulting. You could say one thing to break them down that they're never going to forget. Almost everyone you could come up to, they'll have something really amazing someone told them in the past that they'll never forget, but they also have something really hurtful that someone said in the past that they also will never forget. And us as Christians, we have no right to say those hurtful things to anybody. And I know oftentimes it's hard. Emotions get in the way, a situation where you know it's you're not at fault, whatever it is. But it takes that humbleness and putting our own pride aside to no matter what the situation is, no matter if you're right, if they're wrong, doesn't matter. It's on us to speak life into people. To, give, to go even further, we read in Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 to 37. And this is the Amplified Version as well. It says, but I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an accounting for every careless or useless word they speak. For by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of, the guilt of sin. And by your words, you will be condemned and sentenced. See, I want to point out a couple of things that it says, your words reflect your spiritual condition. You can be spiritually proud all you want, but your words will show people where you're at with the Lord. The words you say to other people. I could go to church every Sunday. I could come up here and sing. I can come up in here and speak. But if I choose not to bring life to people through my words during the week, I'm showing exactly what spiritual condition I am in and I am dead. See, and that's the reason, even growing up, I remember times where, you know, actually my sister does this all the time. I'll be emotional. I'll be going through something and I'll say something dumb like, man, life sucks. 
I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get a job. And you know what she immediately replied? She said, no, I I, uh, rebuke that. I rebuke those words. Because if you tell yourself something enough times, you're going to start believing it. It's not just other people. If I look in the mirror and I convince myself that I wasn't made in God's image, I will start believing that. And that's a big, big, big problem in today's society. That we lose our identity because the devil, he uses our own words to play games and tricks on us and say, no, you're not made in God's image. No, you don't have God's identity in you. He doesn't live in you. And I believe that sometimes we just give the devil way too much power. And it's on us to use our words to rebuke that power. See, when we're loving and walking with the Lord, I think our words, not only to ourselves, but to other people, should always be uplifting, encouraging, and filled with compassion. I found this acronym. It's called THINK. And each letter stands for something else. And it's something to literally think about before you speak into someone else's life. Because those words you speak will have an effect. Just like this verse said, you will account for all the words you speak, not just to yourself, but to other people. And you read in Romans that stuff you say to other people, God will take that and he will hold you accountable to that. We spell out think, we have T. And the first one is, is what you're saying true? Do you know it is true? The, the Hebrew word for a, a, a gossiper or literally a tale bearer, one who t- tells tales, is rakil, right? And that's one of the biggest problems in today's church is that we speak something, not Raquel, Raquel. <laughs> we love Raquel. The biggest problem in church today is that we get divided based on the problem of gossip. We hear one thing and we choose to believe it. That's our truth. And we choose to tell other people this truth that we make up in our mind without really knowing what happened. And that is just a one little speck that devil can use to start breaking people apart, breaking unity apart, breaking churches apart. And we become that much less effective with one little thing that you chose to say to someone else that wasn't true. The H and think it, it means, is it helpful? Is what you're saying building someone up? Even when you see Paul, Peter in the Bible, even if someone was doing something wrong, they called it out, but they put it in an encouraging and helpful way. They don't just say, "Mm, well, you done messed up there. Sorry. And move on. It's up to us to be helpful to one another, not just in this community, but out there in the world that people don't understand what it is to encourage and love each other. The I is, is it inspirational? And I'm not talking about the YouTube videos that are, you know, motivational or you watch before you go to the gym and get all hyped up. I'm talking about are your words breathing so much life into people that they want to go beyond where they are spiritually and grow even more? Because that's what inspiration is. It's not just simply, yeah, get up tomorrow, go running, go work out, live a good life. You want to push people to to love God more, to seek him more, to grow in more. That's what inspirational is. Then we have N, is it necessary? I think that's a big one. 
Is what's coming out of your mouth in that situation to that person necessary? Are you just doing it for your own spiritual pride? Are you doing it just to uplift yourself? We could come up here and we could brag about a lot we do, whether that's outside of ministry or even in ministry. Oh, look at me. I preach every Sunday. I pray every day. I do all this. But I think in that moment, our wisdom comes from just keeping it shut. And realizing that only speak when it's necessary in that situation. And finally, the K is for, is it kind? That's simple, right? Is what you're saying kind? Now, it seems simple, but when we look to our back week, whatever it is, the most common example is when you're driving and there's traffic and you're after work and you're tired, what are you saying? What are you speaking into existence? What's going through your mind? Are you putting the next driver down who's cutting you off? Are you getting angry and cutting him off after that? I mean, I think it's really important to understand that when we're walking with Christ, it's 100% of the time. So every word that comes out of our mouth, whether it's to someone else, whether it's in a car by ourselves, if it's to yourself, should be from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit. See, I think that someone who's walking with the Lord and in tune to his voice, he speaks with or he or she speaks with love and peace. We don't come into a situation pushing our own agenda and leaving that area with, with the unsettledness, with, with disruption. We as Christians walk with the Lord and we come into a situation seeking peace, seeking forgiveness, and pouring love into people. See, I think, uh, I think Jesus didn't, didn't just act with compassion, but I think he spoke with love and compassion. I think every situation he saw, he said, how can I leave this situation with everyone being filled with love and compassion? Not, hey, how can I come into here, bring my own opinion, bring my own rules, whatever it is, but no, how can I come in this situation and have people leave this place loving God anymore, even more? See, that changes our whole, our whole idea of what talking to others is being in a relationship with others because every time you come in contact with someone you want to say how can i have this person love god more after this and then you realize once you start getting this mindset of man i want to love on people i want to speak life into people it begins to humble yourself and you realize you stop talking about yourself more you stop doing that stop talking about yourself love on other people see what they're going through and show compassion to them See, I think there's something really important about legitimately speaking something to existence because I could say something right now in this world, but I could also speak something into the spiritual world. And that is so, so, so strong that when we come into prayer, we are literally speaking peace. We are literally speaking growth and revive. We are literally speaking the Lord to bless and have people come to Christ. See, it reminds me back in the day of when, when we used to pray, you know, when we were younger with our parents, they would always say, no, 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 you can't just, you can't just, you know, pray quietly. Yes, you can do that. But they would say, speak it out. Speak to the Lord. And there's significance about legitimately fighting the attacks of devil with our own prayer. And I see that the most of my sister, I mean, legitimately, when we, when we feel some sort of presence in here, that is not, that is not from the Lord. 
We don't just sit there. All right, guys, everyone go in their corner. Let's pray. No, we speak that presence away from here by the power of Jesus. See, I think that when we look at this verse, it says, for by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified. See, I think, honestly, the world today, it's just filled with so much hate and bitterness that it's our job, the when we see that, to go speak life and love into these people. And yeah, maybe I'm repeating myself. Maybe this is something you've heard already. Maybe this is something, all right, we get it, we speak life. But right now, I'm calling it into action that we go outside these walls and we literally speak life into people that we hate. That we hate, because that's what loving is. Now, let me tell you something. If I don't have you convinced yet, I'll tell you a little story. There was a man a couple thousand years ago who was unjustly put on a cross for us. He was hung there for our transgressions, for our sins. He didn't deserve it. And I think the time that he was hanging there, the devil was sitting there, and he was thinking he won. He said, that's it. I got him. He's dead. It's all over. I won. I won this world. I got exactly what I wanted. At that time, the devil thought he won. But just at that time, where he thought he reigned over everything, Jesus said three words that made a huge impact. He said, it is finished. At that time, I think people said and wrote it that it was an earthquake. A physical earthquake was going on. But I believe something more. I believe there was an earthquake in the spiritual realm because the power of Satan, the kingdom of Satan, it started shaking. And we realized that right in that moment where the devil thought he had everything, he realized he was losing. And he started losing the power of bondage. He started losing the power of sin. He started losing the power of addiction. He started losing all that power. That's what that earthquake was. It wasn't just a regular earthquake on earth. The power and the kingdom of Satan was falling. So that three days later, when he resurrects, we have the power right here to stand in this place and with our words declare victory over any sort of attack of the devil. With our words. With those three words, Jesus began to break down the kingdom of the devil. It is finished. It is finished. Ended the power of all the lies, of us looking in the mirror and telling ourselves we're nothing, of any bondage, to, to, to pride, to, to hate. Right then when he said, it is finished. We now have a power that is greater than any, anything the devil can attack us with. This week, this week, the only thing I can call you to do 
is to love on people and to speak life into every situation you get into. Because that's what ministry is. And when you start doing that, the devil will try to slow you down. And the second thing I ask you to do is rebuke those attacks when he tries to. Because you'll see that the power that we have in God is so, so, so much greater than anything he can do in our lives. Stand with me and pray real quick. Lord, we just, um, we thank you. We thank you every single day that, that you have done something that we can't even begin to understand. But the small glimpse of your love that we have got, I ask that we just pass it on, Lord, and you just give us the humbleness and, and the love and the ability to just speak life into everywhere we go in a place that really, really, really needs life. I just pray that anything in this place or in our lives that begins slowing us down, any bondage, any sin, any lie of the devil, that we're able to rebuke it knowing that you are so much, so much stronger. And I pray a blessing over Nasa's word, Lord, that that we could just say sermons all night and just be filled with more and more of your presence. That everything we say, we do, everything Nasa says that she does, everything that we as a community do is just through you and for you. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, uh, one of my uh, favorite parts of the song is that um, it says that he pledges himself to us. says you pledge yourself to me and that's why I say that he made the commitment to us way before we ever even chose him and that's something beautiful to remind ourselves every single day like Nasa said whatever we're going through the point is that no matter how rough it could get that he never changes and that before any of this came into your life, he was already committed to you. He was already loving you before you were even made. It's just something amazing. This week when we, I don't know, when we walk through life, just remind yourself that that power that commitment, it's in us, it's with us, and we could walk in it with boldness and confidence knowing that Jesus reigns over everything in our lives. I think my, uh, my mom wanted to share something. And then we'll end in prayer. I will take one minute. Uh, my name is Oksana. I am Angelina's and Alex's mom, if somebody don't know me. But when we prayed over Hunter, God gave me one word to give it to him. And after that, I realized it's not only for him, but anyone can use this word 
um, in your life, whatever your life take you or whatever you ended up in your life. And this is uh, Joshua 1.7, Angelina. Oh, Alex, can you read it in an English? Not, <laughs> not in Russian. I can read Russian by myself. <clears throat> Joshua 1.7. It. It's when God uh, said to Joshua that he will lead his people. <clears throat> and you can read it, Angelina. No. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to, to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Yeah, and I mean, this word is just, could, like I said, anyone can take it in your life. And Hunter, I think um, if you find yourself in some kind of situation that you need prayer or something, and you will have that opportunity to text anyone, Angelina or Alex, and they will pass this message to us too, and I will pass this message to my friends. So I want you to know that um, that here are a lot of people that, I mean, anyone can do also, not just for, 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 Hunt, <laughs> for Hunter, but uh, um, so we can pray over any situation in any of your life or especially for you because you are um, in the Navy, right? Or Air Force, Air Force. <laughs> again. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and you don't know where your life will be. Um, and so... In any situation, just um, like I said, you can just text us and we can pray, and you will know that a lot of people are praying for you. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Aww. All right, let's pray and, uh, and close it out. Uh, Lord, we just come before you. We we thank you. Um, we thank you for for everything. We thank you for these people, Lord, for for us just being be, being here together, loving each other. I just pray that um, that you work through through this entire entire service, Lord. Every word that was spoken is just Holy Spirit breathe into us, Lord. And I pray that we we take it, we walk with it, Lord, and we just uh, know that you are there through it all. Um, we pray for Hunter. We love him. Um, he knows he has a family here, Lord, and we just, uh, just like Hunter, we want anyone to know that, that we love him too. And more importantly, just to show your love through that. In your name we pray, amen. Same as always, we got coffee in the back, plenty of snacks left. Do your thing, hang out, fellowship. Love you guys. Come next week.